back, all of you saucy folks, and welcome to Orgasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he is Steve, and Team Ninja decides to dabble in Souls-like. Episode 310 today, March 8th, 2023. We're going to be catching up with each other before going into our topic of the day, which is... Whoa, long five fallen dynasty impressions. <laughs> ah, but before we get into any of that nitty gritty, be sure that you shove a banner into that subscribe button and slash that notification bell. That way, you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. Steve. It has been a little while since we've played a little catch-up. Hmm. Seems like it was just week before last, Russ. Well, it was the week before last that we did a little <laughs> how did you time there, Steve? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, last week we did The Mandalorian Season 3 premiere impressions. Mm. And then the week before that, I believe, was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Review. Mant-Man. Neither one of those, I believe, we did any kind of howdy-doody time. It's really fresh in my mind, I guess. Yes. Mm. Yes, indeed, Steve. Mm. Mm. How you been? Well, (laughs) (laughs) can't say I've been playing anything exciting, Russ, that much. I've been trying to play as I've told you, mm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and beat it so I can basically sell it, yes. get rid of it. Oh, sell it. Make room for another game. So you bought the physical copy? Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought he had bought it digitally. Mm. No. I don't even think you can even get that much for that game. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably like three or four bucks. <laughs> but honestly, it'd be worth it. I mean, I'm not. I, there's no point in keeping it around. Sure. You know? Uh, another Assassin's Creed is being made. They'll bring another one. I might get that one. I might not. But I'm probably never going to play this one again. Did you wait? So did you actually beat it? <sighs> not yet. Not yet. I probably would be getting close. But new games are coming out. They are indeed. I only have so much time, Russ. I only have so much evenings. <laughs> and then I got to go to bed and start the day all over again. That's right. Go to work. Make the cash. Make the bula. Your own personal Groundhog Day. Some would even say that. Their own personal hell. Mm, that's you right. It's just the rat race that we're all obligated to participate in. Mm, that's right. So are you enjoying the game? Like, what's your... Well... Actually, how many hours... Give, give us a little uh, catch up here, Steve. About 10 hours in so far. That's it? Yeah... I thought I was guessing you'd had at least thirty. I no, I, it has a timer on there, and it's just playing along. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it, but I'm 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 not enjoying the story nearly as much as I am like just the beauty of the game. Uh, they've made it you know compatible, you know, upgraded for Series X. So there's a lot of nice lighting, HDR. So even though the colors, the game has been around now for a few mm, years. Few years now, right? It's still, uh, you think it's graphically impressive? I mean, it, it's definitely better than it was. It's no Red Dead Redemption 2, is it? Uh, 
it's probably along the lines of Red Dead Redemption. Too. Oh, yeah. come so on. I, I put that one in uh, a while back. So I'm like, ooh, Series X, Red Dead Redemption 2. Let's take a look. Uh-huh. And then I put it in and it was better, but it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would oh, be. But, still but it doesn't matter. It's so beautiful. It doesn't matter, Russ. It's a great game. I've been dying to get back into it. I just I just really want to finish it. I don't finish it now. I'm never going to finish it. I hear it. you. I hear you. Absolutely. And I don't want to be like you to put it on the back shelf and then like, you know, five years go by and then like, oh, that stack is just good. At some point, I'm going to play the 20,000 games <laughs> that I have. I don't know when it's going to be, but no, Russ. It takes discipline. Mm. And I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm proud of you, Steve. Oh. Oh. And I've also been playing Resident Evil 3 with my wife. Have you now? And that's been a grand old time. Has she been enjoying it? Yes. There's a lot lot of scares. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I still did feel make, like... Did, did, are you jumping? Yeah, every once in a while, yeah, I Is am. she jumping? Yeah, she's screaming sometimes. Is the so yeah, chihuahua jumping? No, no, well, she doesn't jump. She pisses? She, no, she doesn't piss you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, See, this is why we can't play this game. <laughs> No, what she'll do is uh, she's like, ooh, you guys are sitting in front of the TV. I'll just nestle right here, like in your laps yeah. and make myself comfortable. And then we're like, ah, ah, ah. And she's like, everything's too tense. I'm out of here. And then she'll just jump off my lap and like scurry all over to her bed. And like, we won't see her until like we're done. And she'll kind of peek her head out like, are you guys done yelling and jumping and angrily cussing and whatever? So that's funny. Uh, I still believe that game, though, should have been DLC. Well, it's a it's a much shorter game I've heard than Resident yeah. Evil Two Remake. Is that accurate? That would be accurate. But like you, it's it's you're still in the scenario of Resident Evil Two. Yeah. Like so, Leon and Claire go away, and then you're like Jill yeah. waking up, and you're in Raccoon City, and you're and and you're still dealing with zombies, and you're visiting some of the same places and shops and and the maps that you, you dealt with. Some of the combinations, like you go to the back of the same police department and you're like, oh, I'm like, I remember this combination from Resident Evil 2 and I, <laughs> when I put it in there and the thing unlocks, I'm like, well, there goes that. Well, part you of know? that too is because you are, you are like I would say, the resident <laughs> Resident Evil expert. So I'm sure like the sheer number of times you've played those games, those those like combinations are like embedded in your <laughs> cerebellum. Um, but anyhow, I mean, so it's still, I'm, I'm not saying it's not fun because it still is fun. Well, it looks Gorgeous. It definitely looks, uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely, yeah, that's that's for sure, Ross. Mm. Um, I thought you had beaten that game already. No. So um, how do you know if it's shorter than Resident Evil 2 if you haven't? I, pl- I, I played Resident Evil 3, like the original one. Do you know if the remake has been expanded upon the original or is it no. pretty much like yeah, oranges to oranges kind mm. of thing? Yeah. I think I am near the end of it too, because um, I remember towards the end of <laughs> you're getting chased everywhere by the yeah. the big dude nemesis stars. <laughs> um, so towards the end of the second one, you're like below ground, and you're like in the science facility, and everything looks all futuristic and way more extra than it has to be. Mm. And this one, like I'm in like the same spot again, so I'm like. Okay, I know this is probably in, you know, coming up towards the end of the game, but 
after that one's done, might just pop in eight again all over. And well, Resident Evil Four remake is well, right around the corner. Right around the corner. That's right. Rose. Yeah. So you're mm. you're kind of priming yourself for that, and then you know your wife will probably get a mm. kick out of watching you play that one. You know what I do miss though, which they brought out in later games. I, don't, I forgot if they did it in four. I don't think they did. Maybe they did. Mm. I don't know. <sighs> but um, I miss upgrading the weapons. You could upgrade the weapons in Resident Evil Three. Not no. So you 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 can't like go to uh, your merchant guy and be like, oh, I want to pay to upgrade the weapon, make it stronger, make the reload faster, make it hold more ammo. You can't do that. You can find stuff and go like, oh, I can increase the oh, okay. barrel size. Yeah, you know, and that's really about it. But uh, I just thought, you know, I really would like just to upgrade the some of the guns. I miss that aspect of the game. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Because I, I do recall there being times when you would just stumble upon some kind of little weapon upgrade in the Resident Evil titles. But to, to your point, like in Resident Evil Village, it was kind of fun to have like that morbidly obese guy be kind of the salesperson. Like, I don't know, like it, it, it had a warped sense of humor to it where Every time I saw him, like, why are you here? (laughs) I just barely survived with like my limbs intact, and you're just chilling over here, wanting to sell me goods and stuff. I don't know. It's it's like part of that wackiness that Capcom has. Yeah. Why? Why wasn't? Why wasn't he being attacked by the werewolves? I don't know. That's that's one of the the lingering questions of that game. He would be succulent. Indeed. Have you... Grisly. When, when it comes to Resident Evil 3 Remake, I, are, well, it's difficult to know because mm. I don't think you played this game on the previous gen Xbox. You've only tried it on Xbox Series X, correct? Right. Mm. Yes. Uh, no, no, I, I started it. I started it on the regular Xbox. Oh. And I only played like within... I mean, like the first half hour or okay. something like you, we, you just tested it out basically. yeah I, yeah correct yeah i bought it because it was on sale for christmas uh you know capcom sale or something like that and as so i bought it started playing it and then wanted to play other, some other stuff gotcha i understand steve that's about it russ what about you what you doing well why are you spending your nights <laughs> I can't remember if I told you this, but you I did, yeah. uh, I beat <laughs> Dead Space Remake. That's right. Uh, you might not have told me that. All right. Well, mm. extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> no, what was super fun about that was, if you recall, in the original Dead Space game, I never beat that game. Mm. I got about like halfway through roughly uh, with the first game, and then uh, I just never got back to, to finishing it. And so with this particular game, uh, that was like my big thing. I was like, okay, I, I want to see this through to the end. That's a great game. Hmm. It's a really great game. Like the, the bells and whistles that they have added to it. And also um, certain parts of the game were actually taken out hmm. by Motive Studio. And I got to say, I think, I think they made the right call on all of that because there were certain parts where I was like, okay, I know for a fact when I played the original, like there's this one part, like to give you an idea where like I'm going down kind of like, it's almost like a a spiral staircase, but it's not, it's not like what you think. It's not like a resident evil styles, uh, spiral staircase. It's more of that, like engineering, hard metal, sci-fi ship kind of thing. They, and that whole section is just not there. 
Um, and my, my mind is a little hazy as to like what I was doing at that given point in time. But the point is, is that the game that there, there was never a part in the game that I thought was boring or lame or, I mean, it just, it kept going and it had the hook, like the, the, the gameplay hook really hooked me. And when I wasn't playing the game, I was thinking about the game. It's that kind of thing. And on top of that too, um, as I'm playing it, I just had a lot of fun with, just being able to, to see like just, just what they were able to do in each of these different spaces of dead space. So it was really, really cool. Uh, real satisfying end of the game boss fight. Mm. And so my hope is, is that you uh, eventually are able to also get through the game and beat it. See, and you, you have a resident dead space expert. Hmm. So if you have any questions, you know, you can always give me a holler and uh, hmm. I'd be happy to help you. Happy to help you, Steve. Alrighty then. It's very nice. But no, the whole thing, like I would say so far this year, granted, the year is still young, but that is my favorite game of the year so far is Dead Space Remake. Like I, I was just like, thoroughly satisfied as I made my way through that game. And after I beat, I was like, all right, they have a new game plus, which is really cool because you really can't upgrade everything and max it out in your first playthrough. And they have certain secret items that only become unlocked. Once you start playing new game plus it, then replayability. Exactly. Mm. Not to mention the fact that they're okay. So, I don't know if you've gotten far enough into the game or not, but like you can actually upgrade your suit a number of times. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you can find other suits. So you don't have to have like the, what does he look like? The three. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one suit that I'm making my way to right now in new game plus. That's like a military grade, uh, sci-fi space suits. A lot more business. If you know what I'm saying, a lot more stomping. Yeah. yeah. The slogan for that game should be, it's a stomping good time. It's really good. That would probably add humor that the game doesn't have, though, Russ. That's true. Mm. That's very true. I am hoping, though, that EA will greenlight a Dead Space 2 remake because Dead Space 2 was also really good. Like, mm. 1 and 2 for me were neck and neck. Like, Dead Space 1 was the novel idea. Dead Space 2, you could tell the developers already knew what they were doing and they wanted to amp it up to 11. So like there like if I remember correctly in Dead Space 2, like you can use the stasis to actually like bring like the monsters to you and they're like floating there so they can't hit you and then you can like tear off their limbs using stasis and stuff. I mean like they there's a lot of other kind of cool stuff that they did mm. in the sequel. So I was looking mm. at um Twitter the twit of Twitter Mm. and they actually have started EA motive and EA were uh, sending out little things like, Hey, how many of you would be interested if we were to do a dead space Two remake and it was getting a lot of buzz and stuff. And so they asked for a show of hands pretty much. And then they realized people couldn't show their hands. Just people like just sending pictures. The cool thing, though, is that they're clearly paying attention to the reception that this game has had. Ah, and good. so it's exciting because, you know, it's, it's just like how Resident Evil remake got got like the warm reception. And now Capcom is like going through and doing all this kind of stuff. So <sighs> we'll have to wait and see. 
wait and see. The only other thing I've been playing, though, is a lot of uh, Overwatch. Of course. And they've been having some of their little battle passes uh, nah. coming and going, as well as some of their little events and whatnot. But, I just uh, go for the free stuff. I've so I've been enjoying their current battle pass. Hmm. There have been, I think, about 13 items hmm. out of the bunch that I think are is you know, quality. So I, I uh, decided to pony up the dough for that. But I got to say, though, like, um, despite the fact that they have that store and they're also making certain items available only for the store, like they're not available in the battle pass. I have not seen anything that has compelled me mm. to purchase it. Which is totally fine by me as for right now, because the game is so stinking fun. Like with the, the gameplay itself, I mean, I keep going back to that, how like it's one of my go-to games still to this day, despite the fact that uh, there are certain changes to the game that I am not exactly excited about. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You've been playing a lot of Overwatch yourself. A little bit. Streaming. Here and there. Sprinkle. I must say it was actually quite fun to have you uh, play Torbjorn once more. Because you really don't play Torbjorn all that much anymore. Well, with five on five, it seems like, I don't know. It's different with mm. Torbjorn. Is it now? Versus six on six. Um, How is it different, Steve? I'm not really sure. Like, Torbjorn is good to... Like, if, you, if you're if you moving the payload, and you're, or you're defending the payload, he's good. Anything else? Real hit and miss. Especially if the team is just scattered about, like, every man for himself. Then you can't be Torbjorn. Mm. Which is why I choose Moira, because... Well, number one, I'm not the best shot in the world. And you don't have to be with her. Plus, she's support, and I like support. Mm. And she can heal herself. So I don't have to go look for healing packs. So, I mean, that's been kind of my... <laughs> and she's overpowered currently, so... I don't think she's overpowered. Dude, she's totally she's overpowered. overpowered. I don't think she is. Like, if you, if you played more of Moira, like, you really have to stay on somebody to really drain their power. Like... It's different if, uh, like, Symmetra mm -hmm. will drain her people's power faster. Or uh, Zariah will drain people's power way faster than, than Moira. Like, I can't stand in front of Zariah for, like, more than a few seconds, and I'm just dead. Yeah, well, yeah, Zariah is another um, offender in, in the OP crowd. But, uh, see, the thing with, with Symmetra is, is that they've... They've whittled down her kit. In fact, they gave Moira a part of her initial right. kit to begin with. And the thing with her beam is that the beam starts out weak. but So you, you have to, to successfully maintain the beam on the opponent. And then over time, the beam gets stronger. So, but like if you're missing it, then you're not necessarily like able to charge up that beam to its full maximum right. damage potential. Whereas with Moira, now, you know, she has that whole like homing purple sure. stream of stuff. And I, I mean, I've talked to you about this in the, in the past where like I've been Farah and I've been like super high up in the sky and she can still, you know, Moira can still reach me with that, which I'm like, time out. 
<laughs> Time out. We need to shorten that. That's way, I mean, not only does it like home in on a character, but then somehow like it's able to stretch like that high. And like, that's just, no. Yes. <laughs> so, and see, that's what, where Torbjorn, hmm. I feel like, has his value is that, you know, he, you set up a turret and then if the, someone's playing Farah, that's really hard for the Farah character to negotiate because that turret zoom, like, you know, gets right on to, to Farah. Auto locks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The thing with Mori though, too, is that she can release that, that ball and hit you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so then it, then at that point it drains twice as fast. Plus as she's draining your power, she's gaining power back. Right. Yeah. And see, the other issue, too, is her her silhouette is very small. It is very small and thin. It's very thin. You're right. And 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 lanky. I would go so far as to say (laughs) she's probably as thin and slender as Tracer's silhouette. Like they're very close in terms of that. And she also, it's weird too, because like if you think about Moira, like she has that little teleport ability too, which is kind of like Tracer's little like blink where it's like, but you know, her thing is like, she disappears for a while. You can move her to like a different location and then reappear again. Anyway, I just think there needs to be some balancing, some tweakage, hmm. but alas, this is one man's opinion. That's right. So we'll just have to wait and see. Well, let's get into our topic of the day. What do you say? That sounds good, Russ. So I know that this is a game that you in particular have been looking forward to playing. Yes, but I do have a confession to make. Oh, do you? Do I need to uh, bust out the priest screen, you as do. it were? Get some volumetric lighting? Yes. So that way you can't really see the profile of my face, but we could see yours? That would be appropriate, yes. Tell me your so tell me your sins, my son. When I was thinking of Woe Long, I was actually I remember when we had the episode that, that we were telling all the games that we were expecting. Uh-huh. The game I had in mind, and actually the game I was describing was not Woe Long. Really? It was uh it was Black Myth. Oh, Wukong. Wukong. Sounds <laughs> similar, doesn't it? So I was thinking- They're, bo- of- they're both, uh, they both take place in, chi- in China. Ancient China. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And you're like, you're right behind your character and he's got a bow and stuff. And he, I mean, that's the game I was thinking of. Oh my and goodness. And so when this game came out, I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Let's go. And I'm playing it. I'm like, this is nothing like the trailer show. I don't, I don't look like a yeah. monkey. <laughs> And like, there was much more effects in that game than there is in this one. Why is that? And so then, like, last night, it dawned on me. Like, I'm just going to go YouTube that trailer. <laughs> like, something's not stirring the Kool-Aid here. Uh-huh. And so I, 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 and I couldn't remember the name. I was like, whoa, long. And, I'm like, and I see all the trailers were whoa, long. I'm like, this is not it. This is not what I saw. And so I went like, Monkey King game. <laughs> and then it came up and it said, you know, Wu Wukong. What was it? Wu Wukong. Wukong. The way, the way I've been able to remember it is I say Wukong. I don't remember it like that, Russ. Kind of like Wu-Tang Clan. Sure, yeah. Wukong. But anyway, that's the game that I was actually on my... <laughs> Most anticipated list. I, I mean, I, I don't remember the story in this one. I was like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Like, I don't remember anything. Anyhow, that being said, mm. I mean, the game has been so-so mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. But I just needed to say that because I knew you were going to be like saying to me, 
this was one of your most anticipated games. And I'm like, it actually wasn't. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came, uh, you came clean in that one there, Steve. I'm glad you came clean. Well, I was watching you stream tonight, actually. Yeah, that was a bad one. And so, okay. The game has a creative character part at the beginning. Didn't spend too much time with that one. But you're, you look significantly different than my character. So, as I look significantly different than you right now. How about them apples? But like for me, for instance, um, I went more or less with kind of the hmm. the the initial default aesthetic, right? It's like it's sure. like kind of like that. I don't even know what it is. It's it's like like the the Chinese equivalent of like a, a samurai almost, like a hmm. Chinese military warrior or something like that. But I had kind of more of that, the, the blue fatigues and like, you know, the sword and like, I just, I don't know. I was kind of more, not low key, but like just not as flamboyant as you. And I saw you and you've got like a white headdress, feathery looking thing. And you got a spear. Like, I don't have a spear. I have a sword. I picked up the spear later. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and I picked up gear along the way. Okay. Ah. Because, like, I'm just like, man, he looks, like, totally different from me. Now, Hmm. I have a few thoughts about this game. Oh, yeah? First of all, you know, it's made by Team Ninja, Mm. who I am a a fan of. I've always loved their Ninja Gaiden games. Ninja Gaiden. Dead or Alive. Ah. Well, that's more like, it's Tecmo, but, I mean, it's still still the same same folks. And... um, so I was curious to see how this game was simply because the controls in Ninja Gaiden have always been super tight. The combat's been very satisfying and challenging. Mm. And so what's interesting about this situation is that this is yet another type of uh, Souls-like genre game that Team Ninja has been playing around with. And before this game, they had Neo and Neo 2. Mm. I bought Neo and Neo 2. I have yet to play them. But um, it got a lot of accolades. People were saying, hey, this is really good. I, I want to say that Neo 2 actually got like a 9 out of 10, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I did start playing that game. The game is super hard. I could not get out of the dungeon. I'm just like, okay, I need to like come back to this game later because this is like stupid hard. But when it comes to this game... There are uh, a number of issues that I've come across, and I think part, well, well, a large part of it is that I've been spoiled by from software Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, mm. because in Sekiro, the controls are the tightest I've ever experienced in a game. Like they were all about the intense sword play. And um, getting your opponent to like like lose their posture, basically. And so, it, I mean, it was all about blocking and parrying and dodging and doing all this stuff at just, just the last moment you possibly could. And once you got it down, I mean, it was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is exhilarating. In this game, in, in Wolong, it's like the controls to me were not as tight. Like there's kind of a sloppy sluggishness Mm -hmm. to it. Like if I try to block and like, and they, they try to copy the same principle of like, okay, you know, at the very last second, like when an enemy's coming at you, 
um, you know, you want to parry so that way it throws sure. them off. If they happen to do some sort of big attack that normally like they glow red, which is kind of similar to Sekiro because Sekiro would have uh, kind of like a, um, a red glyph that would appear sure. above their head to signal, Hey, you know, they have like an unblockable attack coming. So it's like, okay, I'm already familiar with like how these gameplay combat mechanics work, but I, I mean, I, I was decent with the normal characters. I could not pass uh, what I believe to be kind of like the initial in boss, which is that really buff dude. And he has like that big mace that like spiked mace thing. Yeah. I just, I mean, I ended up stopping my playthrough because I just, I, I, I could not, I could not figure out how to actually work the gameplay combat mechanics. And I think that, that was something that was frustrating. I wasn't sure. I mean, you've clearly bested that particular boss. You're farther along in the game than I am. So do you have a, like a one for one type of, uh, experience like what I'm describing or is it not as bad for you? No, it's definitely, yeah, part of it's definitely as bad. So my thing is really the blocking, like you said, yeah, where they explain the game. Okay. Yeah. There's some unblockable attacks and then there's attacks you can block. Right. But they don't say there's like in between attacks that, that can or cannot be blocked. And so like where the last guy I'm on now, which I was, crazy frustrated with in the stream <laughs> is like, I'm holding the block button yeah, and he's clearly blocking. And then there's attacks that are not unblockable, but I'm still taking damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like super frustrating because then you don't have any faith in the controls. Right? right. And so then you go, okay, well, it made me really think back to, to Elden Ring. And I thought, okay, well, maybe if I just roll out of the way, I like, can have like a half second of invulnerability. Sure. And like that didn't really work. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe if I parry at the right time on a normal attack, uh, I can stagger him. Yeah. And then that would not really work either. And so I was like, <laughs> or he would charge at me, you know, glowing red, unblock. But I'm like, okay, B button, yeah. you know, right at the time. And I would, I would, the way I would time it was if I hit the button a second before like he would launch at me, not when he's about to hit me, but when he launches and he's still like 30 yards away from me, I would hit that button. And even though that second delay, that's when it would do it. Oh, weird. So I have to time it as like a second before he charges. And then, so I don't know that, that to me is definitely frustrating. Yeah. So I, I see your point there. What I did with the first guy is that I uh, I just found that with the weapon I had, if I was keeping attacking him, eventually he would roll away and I'd just get my, my, my shots in and he would block and block and block. And then at some point he would try and hit me and then I would hit him with a heavier attack that would kind of stagger him back a little mm-hmm. bit. So it was more of like an onslaught of attacks and um, just dodge him when you can. Interesting. Yeah, ironically, the first encounter I had with him was probably my best. Right. I think I got his health down to almost half. And the health is another thing. Yeah, I was just about to segue into that, but please go ahead. So, like, <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> like, the first guy, I think they described it somehow with, like, some sort of spirit. Yeah. I don't really under, I don't get it, really. I did, I read it. To me, it didn't really make much sense. And then I just thought, okay, well, health bar is a health bar, because... 
I know when my health bar is empty, yeah. I'm a goner. So I figured the <laughs> same property would ha- you know happen for any kind of villain in the game. And so, like with the first guy, I remember I was I was conquering him, mm-hmm. and his life is drained. He has no more green left in there, and it's kind of blinking red. I'm like, okay, he should be dead. Slash, slash, slash. Come on, die. What's happening here? <laughs> and then finally, he gave up the ghost. I'm like, what happened? And that's kind of the way what happened with this guy tonight, where I'm I get lucky finally, and I'm like beating him, and everything is coming together, and I'm like he's out of green, like his life bar is empty. It's what's happening now, and then he just like grabs me, and like throws me across the screen. It's like <laughs> here we go again. Ugh. Throws you like a rag doll, and even that boss reminded me because I was like I said I was watching some of, of your stream. Um, the boss seemed to be kind of a gorilla esque type of looks of like a animal creature. Snowman. Yeah. Kind of like a really enraged Yeti yes. or something like that. But in the desert, in, in the desert, <laughs> but what was interesting was how, okay. So in Sekiro, there is a part in, in the game where you come across this like massive gorilla type of creature, really, really cool moment in the game because it, it, it's like in this like area that has a bunch of shallow water and there's a bunch of waterfalls uh, spilling into like this kind of arena esque uh, crater, if you will. And there are a bunch of like kind of like dead wilted trees everywhere, that sort of thing. You go on this epic battle against this gorilla monster thing. And I mean, it's got the fur and it's like pounding on you and stuff. And you've got to use your, your grapple hook to kind of like swing around the dead trees to get away from them and kind of reposition yourself. And you know, it's just, it gets your blood pumping and stuff. And it's a really epic battle. So I was watching you. I'm like, man, there's, there are echoes, uh, where I believe team ninja took inspiration from games like Sekiro uh, just because looking at that, I'm like, yeah, that, that there, there are certain things that are making me think of, of that particular encounter. But I do think in terms of the, the UI and like what they're talking about with like the whole soul thing, right? I can't help but wonder if maybe that's their version of the posture system that Sekiro has because Sekiro has the health bars. And then below that, there's another bar that's like, kind of like your, I, I, I may be saying the wrong word, but it's basically like your posture. Like basically you have to wear down your opponent. Even if they're blocking, you have to wear them down, wear them down, wear them down to the point where you break their posture. And then they become susceptible, susceptible to all kinds of different attacks. Right. And that's when their health really goes down. Right. Right. That's in there too. But Okay, so but yeah. so that's that's a separate thing. That's a separate component from the souls thing. Is that what you're saying? Well, that uh, what I'm saying is that there's a stagger meter. Basically, is what it is. Uh, and, and yes, when you stagger him, the reticle turns. If you're locked onto them, it turns red, and then you're able to do a much bigger attack. Okay. A lot really, you know, really flashy. Um, but the health is just a totally separate thing. So you can you can wear it. You could beat on, I mean, beat on and beat on. And finally they'll stagger. You could do something huge. Yeah. But other than that, um, I mean, the hell, like when you, when you hit them, you whittle down that health bar every single hit. Like it, it works like every game. And then when it's empty, they're still alive. Well, and it's weird for me in my experience just because, okay, so if I'm taking on the cronies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every time I successfully land a blow, 
um, you see their health bar get a chunk taken off or whatever. When I was fighting that particular boss though, like I, I was landing certain blows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but like I was looking at his health bar and there was like next to nothing yeah. being taken off. And so that's where I was getting confused. I'm like, wait, I thought I was successfully landing some of these hits, but I'm not seeing the type of progress that I'm, I'm conditioned to seeing. <laughs> and so it makes you wonder if like, I'm missing a step where it's like, you're supposed to do something that is part of that whole soul's, Thing. Well, also too, you're supposed to, it, it, there is a grind to it. Uh-huh. Now I never played this, a souls game, but I know people who have, and they said prior to like Elden Ring, what you would do is you would stay on a very narrow path, uh-huh. kill enemies, and then you'd get to the boss. Right. And you had no choice. You had to defeat that boss. You couldn't, you know, it wasn't like Elden Ring where it was open world and you can just ah, I'll go someplace else and fight and come exactly, back later. Yeah. So you, you were stuck and you had to fight this boss. Yeah. That's similar to this where you, you're going up the path, down the path, up the path, down the path, and you're killing any kind of baddies that are there and getting experience and leveling up. So I did that <clears throat> in the beginning. And I noticed the same thing. I'm like, I'm barely like, this, this battle's going to take forever. Like I was... You know, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to grind a bit. And so I did. I leveled up like four times and I came back and then I noticed you know, bigger chunks being taken off. So, okay. So when you're leveling up, I'm assuming you go through a zone right before you reach the boss. And then basically you rest at one of the, the little banners that you have. Correct. And that in turn respawns all of the enemies that you just took Correct. out. Yeah. They, they are straight up copying <clears throat> from software when it comes to that. Cause that is very much like what souls games have is like, you know, even in Sekiro, same thing. Okay. That is starting to make sense in terms of like, you know, basically if your skill level is not where it needs to be to defeat a boss, whatever, they're going to force you to grind and do that kind of thing. And I don't have a problem with grinding. Let me just say no, that. No, I don't no, have a problem no. with grinding, but however it does, you you really feel the repetitiveness. It's, it's one thing if you could explore the world. I mean, Elden Ring was so beautiful. You just wanted to go different places and sure. kill different baddies and everybody had tons of different designs and whatnot. It, it gets old really quick when you have just a lawn, you know, a strip of grass that you're just running around. There's like six enemies to defeat. And then you got to start over six enemies to defeat. Right. Then you're just, that it, it takes a while. And it, and it just, um, if there was more to do and more to explore and more to see more, yeah. more enemies to defeat more different types of enemies, I don't think it would be that bad, but it, you really kind of sort of feel it in this one. Did you choose English, Japanese or Chinese as the language to listen to? I chose English, but I really should have chose Chinese. That's what I chose. I chose Chinese. I got to hear that afterward because uh, the language, the, when you hear it, I, it doesn't have the same thing. Like the, I remember when we were talking about um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. and we were really lo- loving just hearing that the actors oh, speak. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was so rich. And in this one, um, they a lot of the actors sound like they're out of Tekken, if you know what I mean. Oh, like, okay. um, uh, what, what, what's the I think uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Hayushima, like he's always very serious. You know, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, you're not gonna talk to everybody that way, but like that's how <laughs> a lot of the bad guys are. Or 
if your you know, your your sidekicks who you meet, you know, they're gonna be oh, I think we should go this way, yeah, sort of thing. You're like, oh, just it yanks you out of the moment. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just I can't, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I've I've always whenever I play a game such as this, I always opt for whatever language the the character's culture exists in. You know, like Ghost of Tsushima, obviously right. Japanese. So I hope um, that's a setting I can go back and change. Well, I'm I, sure there is. Yeah, you can yeah. probably go in there anytime. Let's talk about the graphics. Okay. Because this is a tale <clears throat> of, well, two, two cities? tales. Well, I was going to say two cities, but okay. it's essentially like it's this weird. Okay, let me, just, let me just dive into this really quick. So Team Ninja is renowned for their graphics engines in the past. Like when you play, say, Dead or Alive or you play Ninja Gaiden, they really do a, an impressive job with their worlds, with their characters, and they're able to, to like have their, their graphics engine run at 60 frames per second. So they're known for, for like just these, these crazy like visual splendor types of scenarios, especially like, like if you're playing Ninja Gaiden, for example, in addition to everything looking fantastic, they have a lot of like special effects. So like, you know, the, the sword, um, like kind of the, the swooshing kind of visual that you see or like when, when it connects against an enemy or you're using magic, like the ninja guy and, you know, he's capable of doing different types of magic spells and that sort of thing. It's, it's just, it really is neat to see. And in Wo Long, it's weird. There's like, the, there's two things I'm noticing. One is, is that, so they have continued to do some of the flashiness, right? Like it, with regards to like the sword strikes, um, some of the, the big critical hits you land and that sort of thing. The problem that I'm having personally is the whiz bang flashiness is getting like visually getting in the way of me timing correctly when I'm supposed to block or parry. It's the weirdest thing, but like, and like in Sekiro, for example, they were very methodical in terms of like not obscuring your, your vision from like when you're locked in these like very intense duels. Right. So you were able to really like get in there and do your thing. And, and in this game, I mean like, like once again, I'm, I'm fighting that last boss and like sometimes you'll successfully, well, actually I don't even know if you're successful or not, but like sometimes I'll parry and there's like this huge, like, like red swoosh of, of color and like some, some sparks and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm completely blinded by like <laughs> where the, the enemy is in relation to where my character is. I, I don't know if I thought that if that's considered a successful parry. Cause sometimes it'll happen and I'll get hit. And I'm like, okay, I'm just confused. I'm like, I'm confused playing this game now. In addition to the whiz bang kind of stuff like that, the graphics engine itself is not impressive to me. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't even look last gen. It looks like it's like, I mean, dare I say Xbox 360. Like it, there's something very basic about like the animations. The animations feel at times they're smooth, but at other times they feel stiff. And then the visuals, like I'm looking around, I'm, I'm like, this is not what I expect from like a PS5 or Xbox Series X experience. Yeah, that's part of what made me go back and look at <laughs> Black Myth. Uh, because I, I, I noticed it right away. I thought, I hope Russ agrees with me on this. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as bad as like a, you know, Xbox 360, but it definitely looks like an Xbox. Like previous gen, 
with a splash of next-gen effects. Sure. Right? But it doesn't even look like Unreal 5 engine. It looks like Unreal 4 engine, almost. Oh, not even that. I mean, it. but like the rocks and stuff look a bit flat. The ground is, is yeah. flat. Yeah. Uh, the textures look shallow. Um, and then there'll be a splash of... of uh, like sparks or something, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh, wow, that was cool. Well, that was it. Okay. We're back here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was describing was like, you know, the effects are still very cool looking, yeah. but the problem is, is that the effects are getting like, they're basically trying to bring over their, their kit of yeah. really cool visual, like special effects and stuff from like a Ninja Gaiden game. But they want to have this game be a Souls-like game, which demands that you play a certain way in order to defeat these enemies. To be fair, though, the level that you were on that I was watching did look more visually impressive than the, the first level that I was on. The first level, I was, on, I was like, man, these corridors are like super tight. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just not blown away by what I'm seeing here. There are other games that have come out for the PS5 and Xbox Series X where I'm like, what? Like, you know, Resident Evil Village, right? And that was, that game came out at least, a, was it last year? A year ago or two years ago? I mean, it's it's been a while. Yeah, it was two years ago, I think, yeah. And you, I mean, you put that into to this day and you're still really impressed by like how everything looks. You're just like, wow, this is this is amazing. Granted, that that's first person, but still, I mean, even with a, with a third person action game, there should be a certain level of detail and graphics fidelity that, that you can rely on. So again, it, maybe it's something where like, as you progress through the game, that does get better. I don't know. But I, at the same time too, when I think of Neo, for instance, like I played the first level of Neo two and I'm, in my opinion, I think the first level of Neo two is more graphically impressive than what I saw here. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, uh, confusing yeah I, I don't mean to rip on that game that much because it's not terrible no no it's not terrible it's at not all. terrible it's just not nearly well i thought i, thought I was thinking it was a different <laughs> game altogether but i mean I, you know even playing this one i mean any game i'm gonna put in my series x i'm gonna expect something much better than the previous generation right. and this is just not not it one bit of praise i can give them oh what is that steve i do like the sound effects a yeah. bit like, uh, you know, when someone drops something, there's like this hard, it sounds like a piece of metal hitting uh, a plank of wood, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of weird. I like that sound. The fire crackling is nice. Some of them, there's, there's wind, there's, there's, um, different clonk conks and bangs and stuff that are, that are cool. The, you know, sword effects that, uh, that sound neat. So there is definitely a nice palette of sound, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's about it. I don't really, I don't really, <laughs> I was watching this. I don't really know what the story is either. Like, cause you're just kind of wind up there as a soldier. And then like you have, you have some like uh talisman or something that's strong or has some power. Yeah. To, and I'm like, who am I? How did I get this thing? From what I gather, it was like you saved someone of prominence or right. importance who then becomes your buddy and I, it seems as though, so you were mortally wounded after right. protecting that one particular guy. You know, you, you, I think you staved off like three or four sure. enemies and then one of them got the drop on you and, and skewered you. Right. So like you were left for dead and 
my understanding is that person who you protected then came over to you and had an extra one of the, cause he has the same kind of medallion necklace thing on him. So he gave that to you and suddenly it's like, Oh, you've been healed and now you're with him. And like he did that as thanks for saving his life, which then begs the question. Okay. So the, does this guy just tag along with you throughout the entire game? No. Well, you had a second guy with you when I was watching you stream tonight. Different guy. Oh. Sorry, Russ. Well, no, no need to apologize at all. I again, I, <clears throat> I had no luck getting past that first level. I was just like, I'm spending hours like banging my head on this. Like I cannot do anything. That's the thing too. Like I kept on going back. I know, I know it's really hard to compare like to Elden Ring, right? I mean, that one's sure. kind of a once in a wild game. Well, but like you said too, it's open world, and there are certain very distinct differences. But I, I found one of the main points of Elden Ring that was not so it was frustrating and not so frustrating at the same it was dying like the enemies were meant to be hard and it didn't make you really feel bad that you died yeah it was just part of the dying was part of the game and i never i got irritated but i was always wanting to go further try again try something new and this one was like like tonight and we were going to podcast tonight, yeah, anyway, yeah, but yeah. I was like, I'm kind of done. I just want to put it down and play something else. Cause at, at, at some point it's becoming not fun. Exactly. And I was just about to say that I'm glad that this game is available on Xbox game. Oh, Pass for sure. Because I would have had definite buyer's remorse if I were to shell out 60 or $70 for this game. I do not think it's worth that price. I think it's fine that, that, you know, if you have Xbox Game Pass and you want to try it out, then go ahead and do so. But And you should, honestly. Yeah. For Xbox, what you pay a month on Game Pass, it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. And furthermore, you know, I want to go back to some of the, the graphics conversation with one more comment. And that is, I think for me, like being a big fan of Team Ninja, just in the past, every game that I would play of theirs you were immediately met with this high production value. Like you, like the, the graphics were just jaw dropping. The controls were, I mean, you want to talk about tight controls. Like if you're playing dead or alive, like any of the fighting games, those controls are like super responsive, super quick, you know, like it just, it's a very satisfying fighting game. Same thing with Ninja Gaiden when you're going through and you're doing your ninja stuff and you're attacking everything else. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little perplexed as to, why there's a noticeable downgrade when it comes to this stuff. So anyway, that's about all we have to say about that, I believe, unless you have anything else. That's it, Russ. What is it? We appreciate you all for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm. You can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it financially helps us continuing the show. Also, click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. It drops once a week, each week. And you could do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. We are on just about all of them. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV, spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M-T-V. On Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We hope you all will rejoin with us next week when we talk about Octopath Traveler 2. 
We'll see you then.